Hi. Hi. My name is Dan. I'm Alistair. And welcome to Digest My Shorts. Yeah, where we're going to watch every episode of The Simpsons and some other stuff between the seasons until we stop. Until we stop. Or well, until The Simpsons stop. Which will be never. I, well, I don't know. Uh, in the news recently for us, but not for you guys listening, um, Fox have fired long-term... Um, composer. Composer. Thank you. And I can't remember his name all of a sudden. No, I can't remember either. But We're still indignant. <laughs> We are very indignant because I feel like he's as much... He's been with it for so long. Yes. And, and he's uh, as much yeah. of the cast as Harry Shearer. Exactly. And like, part of the story is that Fox have said they wanted to go with a different sound design. But another part of the story is that when Matt Groening started it, he kind of insisted on the 35-piece orchestra, <laughs> which has been going for years and years and years. So it was a really expensive thing, but obviously mm. The Simpsons earned so much... I mean, it's always worked. So I would like to see John Carpenter do the score for The Simpsons. Or John Williams. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Yes. Any other famous Johns? Uh, John, John F. Kennedy? Yeah. He, not so much of a composer, but... I mean, my joke was going to be John Mozart. <laughs> so oh, that yours, good. Yours was better. Nah, mine, mine had no grinding. I just thought of famous John. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> we just watched The Way We Was. And it was no dud. Definitely not a dad. Yeah. It was a, a flashback episode. Yeah. And so I, I really thought it was going to be a contender for dad. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be bad. Uh, what are your reasons behind that? Um, I don't know. I, I seem to remember it being janky in some way. And the way that the cold open, the way they set it up, mm. was like when they do a clips. Oh, clip shows. Exactly. So I think I may have projected a little bit. Okay. And because it it was like that. This viewing, yeah, yeah, the TV breaks and they don't know what to do. And Homer sits back and goes, well, and it's like, do you remember that time we had to fight off aliens or whatever? But um, actually, there was a really sweet story, which you're going to set up in 30 seconds. Well, as Alistair mentioned, the TV breaks, because they've got cheap Chinese television. And as a result of that, Marge and Homer explain to the kids how they met. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the story is is contained within that second yes. segment, which you, you're not going to explore at all. No, but, um, I'm going for the concise, concise descriptions. Yeah, and I, maybe one of the reasons I expected it to be not so good is that... It relies on nostalgia. Well, no, no, but that's not what I was thinking. The fact that... It's, there's not. It's not a very interesting or original story. They just meet and fall in love. Yeah. Uh, with you know, with tribulations, um, but actually, it was just a really simple, sweet story, and it worked really yeah. nicely. Uh, yeah. There's some good jokes, um, you know, especially regarding the the future of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, yeah. hindsight gags. Oh. of those. What was your favourite? Me working in a nuclear power plant. Kaboom! Yeah, that was a. Uh, oh, actually, no. Um, Patty and Selma, when they think um, they won't ever see Homer again, they're just like, well, at least that's behind us for the, yeah. forever. Yeah, that unpleasantness is behind us forever. Because um, Harvey Firestein was one of. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there were there, it, there were some funny moments. It wasn't great dialogue. It was. Just, it wasn't gag heavy either, no. was it? But uh, we got to see, and I, I mentioned this while we were watching it. Um, because obviously we were seeing young Homer and young Marge, mm. we got to see young Abe Simpson and young whatever her name is, Bouvier. Yeah, and we saw Mr. Bouvier. And Mr. Bouvier, yes. Um, who I, I'm not sure he ever turns up again. He must have no, wait, isn't he, in the interim. Isn't he an air hostess? Oh, no, oh, he looks completely different in that episode. I'm oh, pretty sure. We should make a note of that and look into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that him as an air hostess is a completely different character. Mm. That's really interesting because he was like really grotty in that oh, episode. That's a really good flashback episode. Anyway, we we digress. But I did mention whilst I was watching it, um, Abe Simpson makes me really angry because he's so horrible. <laughs> but that's the joke. I know, but I mean, Homer's a bad parent, and you mentioned yourself. He threatened. He physically threatens the kids time and time again. Mm. But he's made likable, so that works. Whereas Abe Simpson, oh, I don't know, he's just so nasty. Like, <laughs> it lives in that nasty. horrible house. <laughs> and their house was just horrible. Um, and, it, and that is beautifully preserved. I don't mind feeling angry about yeah. Abe Simpson. Um, especially as, as an old man, he's so... It's kind of benign, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the perfect word for it. I was going to say impotent. But that's a, mm. yeah. um, um, I, liked, I did like the the grotty 70s look like lots of brains they got that really well yeah and horrible hairstyles Mm. across the board Uh, Homer is like quite thin and has quite good hair it it just works quite nicely oh there was that other bit where he was combing his hair and loads of hair falls out he's just like plenty more where that came from yeah no, which is kind of how I feel now I've got a a growing bald spot oh no yeah right Um, the thing is right we often don't have much to say about an episode because it's poor. Mm. But I don't have anything to say about this. But it was perfectly oh, good. What was your favourite gag? Um, oh, actually, yes. I um, Marge is introduced to second wave feminism. Someone gives her a copy of Ms. Ms. That was good. Yeah. Um, and she gets detention for burning a bra. Right. And she says... That's the last time I ever take a stand. <laughs> Which I quite like because, um, I know, because of the thing about um, the, that particular issue was to do with feminism, she does kind of settle down and become a housewife, as we talk about a lot of this show. Yeah. Um, so, I thought you were going to say, uh, when Homer asks why she's in detention, she goes, I'm a political prisoner. Yes, yeah. They uh, resembled their children really nicely. Okay. I thought. So he was quite like Bart. Um, slacking off lessons, getting into trouble. I see. And yeah. She was quite likely to oh, be yeah, politically yeah. opinionated and much. I thought much you meant. I thought you meant physically. Because uh, they, yeah. they don't bear much resemblance to each other as a family, do they? No, no, no. That's really interesting. Yeah, when they. I guess Abe looks a bit like Bart. He's got the spiky. And he's like, also got the 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 same stubble. Yeah. Thing as as Homer, which most men in the Simpsons don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when they de-aged. Marge and Homer, they didn't make them more like Bart and Lisa at no. all. No. Um, it, yeah, it was a really sweet episode. Um, it had that horrible character, Artie, I don't know what Artie's it's Artie's it. Yeah, <laughs> who is Marge's... So Marge agrees to go to the problem with Homer until he ruins it, and so then she agrees to go with Art, or whatever his name is, and then he fills her up, and she's angry, and 
spots Homer walking home dejectedly and meets up with him as well. Homer does nothing to deserve his victory at the end of the episode. Well, she described him as clear and honest and open without an ounce of pretension. And he goes, oh, I should tell you that I'm not really uh, failing in French. I don't in French at all. I just got you here to uh, false pretenses. But um, I think she sees that he is still that same character. Okay. It, I, I quite liked that. And also, um, as far as representations of genders go, she he doesn't save her. I, rem- I re- falsely remembered him saving her from art, whatever, busy mm. hands. But he has nothing to do with that story. Yeah, he, yeah which is what it could, could have been like a Back to the Future. Yeah. Hey, you, get your damn hands off her. Exactly. But um, it's a nicer story that Marge sorts that out entirely on her own mm. and then just decides, I should have gone with the nicer guy. Can, uh, yeah, can, with, without him having to yeah. white knight. Can I tell you my favourite gag? Please do. I thought you had, but... No. No. Uh, I, I asked you with the uh, hope that you would reciprocate. See, I thought I'd asked you at the beginning of the episode. No. Um, so, when Marge is getting ready for the prom... Yeah. We'll go into proms in a bit. Mm. Um, Marge, Mrs. Bouvier is telling Marge to pinch her cheeks. <laughs> Sorry, you were right. I can't believe I forgot this. And so, Mar- why, Marge... Why, why to pinch... Why oh, to, like, come on, make yourself look flushed or... Yeah. Um, and then Marge is just like, can I just use rouge? And then Mrs. Bouvier responds with, ladies pinch, whores use rouge. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a very good joke. I liked, I liked it. Yes. Um, proms. Before we get on to proms. Okay. I'm sure that pinching yourself to, um, to blush is from something else. It's like, okay. it's, it's a famous scene in, but I can't think what, I think Little Women, Carrie, I don't know, somewhere between the two, obviously, yeah. because those are poles apart. But I'm, I was like, oh, I've seen that scene before. Mm. Um, and also there's a scene where, when they're at the prom, Marge leaves the dance hall and goes onto a, a corridor with steps in it where Homer's crying because he's all alone. Um, and it, was a visual homage to Pretty in Pink. Which I've not seen. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not worth a <laughs> not worth an inter-season episode. But uh, but in that, she agrees to go with Ducky, who's her gay friend. I think I don't know if he's uh, supposed to be gay, but okay. it appears to be, in my recollection. Yeah. And then when the the right bloke is there, she goes with him instead. But it's that same thing. She's in her pink dress and suddenly there's this guy who should have been interested in her. It's not a desperately interesting story, but there was that little visual. And I th- yeah, it looked like a mm. an intentional visual. Novel. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, proms. Yeah. What is the deal with proms? Well, American high schools are very formalised in lots of ways. Mm. And so they have all these spring flings. Homecoming as well yeah. is a separate thing. Um, it's to do with the tradition of um, coming out in society, being a being an adult. Yeah, like well, but um, you know, traditionally, like first half of the twentieth century and earlier, your every daughter would have a what, they, what I don't know what you call it, but a. Well, you 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 come out in society, mm. and it's called a name, and I think it's connected with that. Okay, because proms are a very American thing, aren't they? Yeah, I, well, I'm sure other countries do. Other European countries. My school had a prom, sure. but you know, it wasn't you to like right. the level that you, you had like an the, end of term disco. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. We just like um, put drapes around the the drama hall. Yeah, and then I got really drunk, and. 
was drinking beers in the uh, in the toilet. I, I wore a hat as well. I finished my uh, high school on such a downward, at the bottom of my downward slope, that I literally don't know whether my school did proms or yearbook or anything like that because I just was not, I just was not connected to my mm. school at all. Um, yeah. So uh, yes, I don't know if they did any kind of uh, printed things on pieces of paper or anything. Yeah, I remember we had one. I think we had a prom for both our sixth form years or yeah. college years. Um, so I went to the first one, and the second one I just was kind of disconnected from school entirely. And then one day I was sat in our common room, just, you know, faffing about, and one of the really popular kids came up to me who was on the prom board, and she was like, Dan, are you, are you coming to the prom? And I was just like, you've never spoken to me. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to the prom. And she said, like, why aren't you going to the prom? It's like... I'm just going to go back to that. You've never spoken to me before. Why do you care? Yeah. If I went to the prom, you wouldn't talk to me there. It's a, it's a really interesting I think, And one of the things about American high schools is that the social order is so rigid that, mm. you know, you have to be really dropped off the bottom to not be part of it. Yeah. Whereas in British high schools, it's like, meh, whatever goes, goes. So, yeah, it has to be very far down to just not be connected at all. Yeah. I, I don't know if we have time. We've got we a couple of minutes. We probably do. I, uh, not that recently, somewhat recently, went with a friend to her um, high school reunion. Oh, okay, uh, interesting. Was, must have been 20 years, I yeah. suppose. 15, 20 years. I don't know. Uh, yeah, 20 years probably. And, um, and it was perfectly nice. And all the people there were, were very nice people. Mm. And... It was really nice to see, and I didn't know any of them. Yeah. It wasn't my school. Did you pretend to be someone at the school? <laughs> no, although uh, my friend went, oh, I thought we went to the same school. She, you know, yeah. um, anyway. Um, but what I did notice was that they were, all the people that were in school would have been part of that social network. Yeah. So there was no representation of the people like us who fell out the bottom. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. Because I always wondered, you know, when it comes to reunions... Yeah, I mean, I, when I, no one's ever going to get in touch with me. I, no, I that's what I think. Yeah, I don't I, know anyone. I sometimes yeah. think if if my school had a reunion, I they they may have already had one. But yeah, yeah. Like I've been out of school for t- over ten years now. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't know about it just because I'm not in touch with anyone, and I it wouldn't I occur it. occur to anyone to be like. We need to invite that weird Dan's kid. <laughs> yeah, that kid who wanted nothing to do with us was an indignant when we expressed an interest. Yeah. I wonder what happened to him. The, you know, the, the guy with the red hair who uh, wouldn't talk to us. Yeah. But, so I guess, I mean, we're really like Homer's character in this particular episode. Mm. But, but in the American system, everyone, you know, you, you go to your prom because it's in, you know, it is important. Alistair, have you got uh, a school photo? No. No. Like, genuinely, I, I was looking on Facebook. I have two photos of me, and a, a friend who I went to junior school put them both up and labelled me in. And one is from year one, and the <laughs> other one is from junior school. Um, what is it called? Judo a okay. club. And those are the only photos of me that I have access to like, of my entire childhood. All right, well... What we'll try and do for this episode is I'll get my my sixth form, yeah, uh, my college school photograph, and we'll maybe use that as the uh, brilliant. And picture. could you draw a likeness of me in in? in I'll see what school. I can do. Okay, brilliant. Anyway, we are going to go away and watch another episode, 
<laughs> you don't know what one we're watching, do you? No, I've no idea what you're watching. Anyway, uh, Vam. Vam? What? Uh, Alistair's just run over to the computer to have a look. I do know which episode we're watching next. You're going to edit this to make it sound like I'm an idiot. Yeah. It's Homer and Lisa versus the Eighth Commandment. Ooh, potential uh, dud. Well, it's the one where they steal cable. I potential don't, dud. A potential, I don't think it's as... A moralistic dud. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's as potential a dud as I thought this one was going to be. But anyway, we'll be back in two shakes of a carburetor. And we're back in the room. And so we're now we're going... Jeanette Laffey, what are you doing here? I, I just happened upon this room and you guys happened to be recording, so... Oh, brilliant. Well, maybe in <laughs> 32 seconds you can tell us what we have just watched. Um, so the episode I just watched was about, um, like most Simpsons episodes, it starts off as one sort of episode and then merges into another. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was mainly about um, the fact that uh, the Simpsons were essentially stealing cable and Lisa felt very bad about that and about the kind of religious undertones of that and um, yeah about going to hell and that that was it yeah that's pretty much it yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dan you still have the title of being able to define an episode in a short amount of time yeah 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 Dan's Dan's way better than I am yeah well he leaves out a lot more detail than you did um, That's probably better though, because I, I probably went into more detail than I needed to. I don't know. There is still a lot of nuances. I think if Alistair had his way, it would just be me reciting the entire episode just very quickly, <laughs> bit by bit, scene by scene, line by line. Totes unfair. Well, <laughs> now, Dan, we, we uh, the, uh, the three of us, not just the two of us, but uh, Jeanette, who has uh, very kindly agreed to join us for this second half of the episode, uh, we went into this knowing what it was going to be about, and you knowing that it would have a moral tone to it, Dan, suggested you thought it might be a dud. Well, going from the past moral episodes, mm-hmm. they've tended to be duds. What about this one? It had some duddy moments, but... I'm, I'm not, not going to give it a dud It's not a dud. I completely agree. Yes, I, I frowned at some of the moral ligature. That's not a word in this context. Very smugly, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, a lot of the, guys, the things that you guys mentioned about the moral Simpsons episodes, I think, um, I can see how it was going down that way, but it was still very funny and still um, a little bit more taking the mick out of Lisa rather than being on her side. It was certainly no telltale heads. Yeah, yeah, she she didn't have the high ground in the episode, so that was good. It seemed, I mean, obviously in the end, uh, they convince Homer that stealing cable is wrong, and he, 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 so Lisa wins. Oh yeah, but it's literally to the detriment of everyone in the episode. Yes, yes, Everyone apart from Lisa. And Homer's forced to make a sacrifice. Yeah, but do you, I, obviously, piracy of which is something that I've been guilty of in the past, um, not of stealing cable but in the digital age you know and the next guest on the show will be the feds yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but you know i i don't, absolutely don't mind saying that i don't feel i'm uh I, unrepresentative of my generation in kind of going no, 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 no. everyone's downloaded something yeah. at some point exactly yeah. do i but i recognize that it is 
a crime and it is not morally defendable. I don't know if, and I'm not an, a religious person, I don't think I'm happy with suggesting to an eight-year-old child that they would go to hell which seems to be the point that she was vindicated on but, is that there is a there is a moral level but also uh, a I, I, I think level. the point of the early 90s that it would have been for the Simpsons when that was first happening like stealing cable would have been a lot more rare and serious than now stealing or pirating stuff yeah. is a bit more people don't really get what the well, at least when pirating first started, they didn't really get what the internet is or where the line is. So I think it's a lot more obvious when you're stealing TV in the early '90s of it being like an actual moral issue. Whereas now people are like, oh, I don't really know where the line because everything in the internet is free. So I think people can kind of excuse away a lot more things these days. And everyone knows someone who's stolen Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's amazing they've been able to afford to do this many seasons <laughs> with that much lost. But in this, I mean, the, to make the episode work, they did have to make write into it that the bar didn't have cable, which is really bizarre. That, that was one I mean, thing because it, it is a sports bar. Yeah, that was the one bit that I kind of you know. Well, there were two bits. One that Moe's didn't have. Um, Guys, sports. They, they addressed it. He bought the he bought the Bucking Bronco, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it stands by that decision. I know, but even then, you kind of think, wouldn't Moe be the kind of person? to rip it off and just have an oh, yeah, he should have stolen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also, right. and the same thing with Mr Burns, where you think, well, Mr Burns said that he didn't have it, and he they came up with some weird excuse for why he didn't have it that I can't quite remember now. Um, but even then, I think both of those people are so amoral, both Mo and Mr Burns, that I would believe that they would just do it anyway. And also... Both of those people are not really naturally sociable people. Like Mr. Burns would probably rather steal cable, even though he's a millionaire, multi-millionaire. In his own, yeah. own cinema. Or get yeah. Smithers to like you know hot wire some sort of connection yeah. than watch it in his employee's house. And like Mo would probably rather sit in like you know some sort of caravan and hot wire it. Or yeah. I don't even know what he would do. Where does Mo live? Does he live at the bar? No, no, he's got a he's got a shack. We do we do see it in some later seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got a horrible life. But this, <laughs> this leads to some of some of the duddery. And you're right; it's not enough to make the because the episode was funny and well. I really enjoyed time. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the little bit of duddery is that they heavily implied that Homer was the only person who was stealing cable. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, because otherwise, otherwise it would have been morally much more ambiguous. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, everyone came round to his to watch it because he's the only person who's got cable. Because apparently no one can afford it. And I'm sure, I don't know much about the American model of cable. In the episode, Jeanette, you asked me, what's the difference between cable and skies? Yeah. And it is one of the things which is different in America than it is here. Yeah. But you would expect a lot more people to have a capable cable. And, um, and if not, a lot of other people to be stealing it. But the, the little bit of duddery that I, yeah, that I identified was the moralistic thing of, Homer's the one who is responsible for this crime. Not like he is one of a large group of people. Sinead, have you ever stolen anything? Uh, I have not stolen cable. What have you stolen? Yeah, that wasn't the question. (laughs) So we had this corner shop uh, near to uh, where I grew up. And um, they're a really lovely Filipino family who would always kind of let us buy stuff on credit because we were from quite a bad council estate and things like that. Um, And I just remember this one time that... 
my mum would let us kind of buy it like we would all each kind of get to buy a chocolate bar or a packet of crisps and things and i'd always wanted this tropical hubba bubba but my mum had this real thing against chewing gum which now i can completely understand it is a completely pointless thing to let a child buy because you chew it for especially hubba bubba I don't know if... Does it even exist anymore? Oh, yeah, but it still is nice. All right. <laughs> but it ex, it's only enjoyable for all of 10, 15 minutes. And so... Well, Laffy, you are turning into your mother. I know, but <laughs> for the fact that it used to cost as much as, like, two packets of crisps, yeah. and my mum would be like, right, I'm, I'm not going to let you have that money because you're just going to spit out. And I remember her vividly saying this, so I know I couldn't ask for it. And so I just, for the first time ever, put it in my pocket because it was near the counter and my mum didn't notice. And then on the way back, thinking she wouldn't notice, I lingered back, put it in my mouth. And then stupidly, we were in the lift going up to our flat. Did you blow a bubble? No, I was just chewing. And not only could she see me chewing, but she could just smell. And she was like, what's that? And I was like, nothing. And just kind of cut my mouth, like kind of closed. And of course she could press the size of my mouth and just saw this like bright luminous gum and was like where did you get it i was like oh i i found it in the street um and she immediately yeah but she immediately knew that i'd just taken it from the shop so she um took us back to our flat dropped my sisters back um got my dad to stay with my sisters took me back to the shop and got me to hand back the remaining gum to yeah. the shop which was the worst thing i've ever had to go through in terms of like you know obviously i was probably eight at the time there are probably worse emotional things since but i so vividly remember every single moment like walking back from the flat to the shop and having to explain to mrs costa that i'd taken this thing of gum and her being really nice about it yeah 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 yeah. But, um, no, I, the, but that is a, a formative lesson that I would hope most children have. Most children are, ha- are mm. going to have this thing of uh, realisation that they have the agency to take something for themselves. I think you are unfairly condemning yourselves. I have a very <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for bringing up yeah. the traumatic story. <laughs> but, no, it's fine. It's but fine. I, I wonder how many people have a really similar story. Yeah, because yeah. Because uh, I have... I mean, it's not the same, but it is similar... Uh, mine happened at an earlier age when I took those plastic unit squares and I, at, like literally five years old, or, you know, first year of school, went home with some of those in my pocket because they were tactile and very different from anything I had. Yeah. And as soon as my mum found, found them, we went and saw the teacher and made me apologise. And I can remember a similar kind of indignance of, well, I don't understand why it matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the teacher was... As you is in your story, really nice about it. Going, oh, that's okay. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But thank you for coming back. And my mum's anger or disappointment being yeah. a thing. And I think that is the lesson for children learning. Dan, do I'd you th- do you think there is an equivalency between those kind of covetousness and uh, the piracy that we saw in this episode? Is is stealing a a toy when you're a child or, or chewing gum? Is that the equivalent of stealing cable? I think for Homer, stealing cable might have been not just wanting the telly, maybe a status thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He went up in his estimation with his friends and colleagues. Yes, his friends and colleagues, he, he talked about being able to see the the big um, the big boxing match when they were all in the shower together at work. <laughs> being spied on by Mr Burns on CCTV. Yeah, uh, they haven't mentioned so far in a series and a half that 
at the nuclear power station, they all have communal showers, like a Paul Verhogen <laughs> communal shower with cameras on them. Uh, yes, that stood out a little bit. Um, we haven't got much time left because no. our stories have been on. But <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, that's okay. In order, Dan, do you have a favourite gag? Um, I think Bart saying the word hell a lot. Is yeah, funny? I've got that down. I really enjoy hell, that. Hell, 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 hell. Um, it's leaving my mind. Sorry, I would have gone on to Ian Laffey, you can be last, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. but, um, because he does this, because they talked about hell in Sunday school, and he's saying hell, 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 Marge says, you're not in Sunday school anymore, stop swearing! <laughs> it's a lovely joke. Uh, Laffey, what is your favourite? I really liked the point at which um, Lisa said, why is the world still a cesspit of corruption? <laughs> yes. And, and I hope just went, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Because it's those moments with Lisa where everyone has that, like, ugh, reaction to it. But also, like, I mean, she's right, but shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like that Homer tried to justify stealing the cable by comparing it to Lisa wearing clothes that she hadn't bought herself. <laughs> and yeah. food that she yeah. hadn't bought herself. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, that led me to one more issue, which is that uh, one of the subplots is that Bart watches a black, uh, Top Hat um, channel, which is... Like X-rated. Yeah, it might be soft born. It didn't look, yeah. sound like it Late night Channel 5. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Ira make, prom, makes him promise that he um, won't ever see that channel again. And so, a few scenes later, um, Bart is getting all his friends to pay 50 cents to come in and watch the show. <laughs> yeah. But it made me think that, okay, so they were uh, implying that stealing cable led to a 10-year-old seeing porn. Gross, but strangely compelling. <laughs> but does that mean that if they had the cable fair and square through having earned the money, that that same situation would never have come up? It was a bit of a thorny issue of mm. you can't com- you can't compare piracy with with the watching of porn. Yeah, if the, the porn would have been there anyway, legitimately. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a completely separate issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, they try and tie it in in a very clumsy yeah. manner. Yes, because surely a, a program on Fox doesn't want to argue that cable is bad. <laughs> Yeah, true. So, uh, yeah, interesting. I suppose it may be an immoral leads to immoral sort of thing. Yes. Yeah, now, Homer, Homer's setting a bad example. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Now, I am aware that we've used a lot of the material that we could have used on the upcoming episode, Marge Be Not Proud, where uh, Bart steals something and then Marge has to deal with it. So thanks for that. <laughs> uh, but I'm afraid this is all we have time for. Um, so I've been Alistair. I've been Dan. And I've been Chanel. And we'll uh, get back to you next time um, on whatever the show's called. Digest My Shorts. Digest My Shorts. <laughs> so, uh, T-T-Y-N, B Hutchers. Thank you. Hell, 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 hell. So sorry. Schnett is so sorry.